This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Citizens, welcome to the Forks of Potitude. I'm Vengeance. And I am Vengeance. And this is the penultimate episode of the Caped Podcasters. Penultimate. I had to use the word for you, bud. It's one of my favorite words of all time. And it's a great word! It's a little bittersweet in this instance. Yeah, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest. Yeah, that's fair. If anyone looks at the Ebert list of things that we need to talk about still... It is thin, to put it real lightly. It is, but it also, I'm surprised that there's still like 130 movies Yeah, but in there. the stuff that's on there. Oh yeah, there's nothing of note, not that's for sure. good. It's it, it would be really good drunk episodes, if nothing else. Yeah. Like Captain Underpants, the first epic movie, is right. a highlight on the list. <laughs> yes, it is. So that's why we figured we're going to go out with a couple bangers before we start the new show. In, what is it, a few weeks at this point? Yeah, I think it's like three weeks from now. My God. All right. It's good Ish. we're taking give a break. Or, give or take uh, a week. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not looking at a calendar. No, why would you? We're about to be retired in a way. <laughs> half half retired? I don't yeah, even barely. know. Barely. Like briefly, even though we've been working our ass off on the new show already. <laughs> this week, we are talking about 2022's The Batman. The Batman. Directed by Matt fucking Reeves. Matt fucking Reeves of Cloverfield and a couple Planet of the Ape movie fames. Planet of the Apes movie fames. The Planet of the fames. The plural got away from me there, and it, it found itself attached to the wrong word. Yeah, that happens sometimes. That S can be tricky. Planets of the Apes movies? Maybe that's what they do for like the sequel. Instead of calling it like the Batman 2, they call it the Batmans. Ooh, the Batsman. <laughs> that would be weirder. It's a crossover with Kingsman. I like it, if that's the case. <laughs> British Batman. You saw this thing in theaters, right? Absolutely. I think I was sitting right next to you. Where are you? This is March of the 2022. I doubt you were oh, next to me. Oh, 100%. You had been I long was not. since moved. Yeah, I had. I did see this in theaters. <laughs> You're not doing <laughs> not, all right Not now. with you. <laughs> but I saw it. Yeah. Give me quick thoughts before we dive in headfirst, shallow in. Long. It's a it's long so movie. fucking long. It's 176 minutes long, and it feels like 175, I'd say. It's crazy because not a whole lot happens, but these scenes breathe. That's putting it really lightly that they breathe? These scenes are like, they're heavily panting. Like, right now, as I sit here doing this, I'm wearing Duluth buck naked boxer shorts underneath these sweet basketball shorts that I have on. As you do. And those breathe. Those breathe really nicely. Yeah. And even the Batman would go... I see your breathing there, Duluth buck nakeds. I see your breathing. <laughs> and I raise you a Batman. This movie breathes more than the dead bodies in the thing. Go check out our Patreon this month. <laughs> That's very, very fair. <laughs> I don't know if you actually gave an opinion on it, except that it's long. And I'm okay with that. Uh, that was my initial opinion. Rewatching it uh, for this, I quite like it. It's pretty damn good. That's why. There's a lot to like about this movie. Yeah, for sure. How we get into it and figure out what we like, what we don't like, and, you know, 191 episodes, you know, the spiel. Yeah, we'll do the thing. Patreon. This month. 
That's right. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that one. Halloween. Present time. I don't know. They just say it's Halloween. Sure. In Batman's second year. Which I dig a lot that it's his second year. Year two. Very interesting. It's like, hey, we're new at this, but not that new. No, we're going to skip the bullshit origin stuff and just, you know, <laughs> dive right into the year two. Sophomore year, Batman. Mayor Don Mitchell Jr. is murdered by a masked killer. Good. Dude seemed corrupt watching himself on TV. He's just looking at himself on TV, bitching about his competition for the upcoming election. His kid tried to stab him with a, a, a sword because he's a ninja. Oh, but really, he's just retreating. Yeah. Been cool as hell if the kid did it, though. <laughs> the kid, that's how you open the movie? Like, this is a darker Batman. Yeah, prove it. Oh, fuck, that kid just shanked his dad. <laughs> it's never been this dark. Oh, God. The Batman, played by Robert fucking Pattinson, has only been fighting crime for two years, as we've established. He's out in Gotham doing his thing when he sees the bat signal in the sky. I love the way that this Gotham is established because you see the bat signal up in the sky and he says, it's not so much for me, it's for them. Yeah. And you see how all of these bad guys look up and they're like, well, shit, that's not great. And then they just keep looking at different shadows. Yes. Like you're expecting something to come out of them. And the fear is there in the hearts and minds of these baddies. It's so good. And there's this one particular baddie who's like, I don't know if I really want to be a baddie. And then Batman shows up. He's like, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. And he kind of got away enough. I think he got like a little punch. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's that's pretty good, though. Lightly reprimanded. And then like, right. hey, <laughs> you shape up, mister. Lieutenant James Gordon of the Gotham PD, Jeffrey fucking Wright has called Batman in to help with the investigation of Mayor Mitchell's murder. Can I say something that I usually like preface something like, oh, it's a lukewarm take. This yeah. is a proper flaming hot Doritos take. Oh? I think Jeffrey Wright has a better voice than Morgan Freeman. Wow. That's out there now. You can't take that back. No, that's out there. I'm digesting. I'm not, in, I'm not immediately going to disagree with you. But let it but I might. percolate a little. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it shouldn't sit easily. <laughs> we're talking about the Watcher here, so I know I mean, we he's are. Got a great voice, but like listen to him. It's like I if there was like an ASMR of like him eating lettuce or something like that, and like you get that little <laughs> bit of vocal in there every now and then, I'd be like, "Fuck yes, all right, Jeffrey, Fuck, eat yes. that lettuce, Jeffrey." Whereas right. if Morgan Freeman is sitting there eating lettuce in my like my Bose headphones and whatnot, I'd be like, "No, it's not doing it." This is obnoxious. It is a little obnoxious. You could narrate the, the lettuce, but don't chew it in my ear. Oh, I get it, Morgan, the voice of God. Whoa. It was a delightful iceberg lettuce, not to be confused <laughs> with a romaine. <laughs> oh, I could listen to him talk about lettuce all day now that I think about it. But I stand by what I said. Gordon has called Batman into this scene of investigation. That's what they call them. Yep. Mostly because <laughs> the body of the mayor has had his head wrapped in duct tape and, and written on it is no more lies. And there's also an envelope addressed specifically to the Batman. That's probably not great. Like if you're the Batman and the killer leaves a note for you, that's not what you want. I feel like it's pretty shoddy police work to be like, well, let's call him in. See what he thinks about all this. But they didn't call him in. Like they were surprised that Jim Gordon brought him in. They're like, what the fuck's this guy doing here? He's like, wait, what is hey, it? He's with me. And they're like, <laughs> Jeffrey Wright, that's not how you sound at all. I was going to say, I was like, oh, Jeffrey Wright is the Batman now. Yeah, he's like, he's doing his best Clint Eastwood in my brain right now. 
because I can't do anything else. Yeah, I love it. Because <laughs> if I tried to do a Jeffrey Wright, eh, racist, can't do that. <laughs> Whereas if you do a Morgan Freeman, not racist, how does that work? It's just You're just doing Morgan Freeman. I think we just cracked racism. I think we solved it. Well, I won't say we solved it, but we cracked it. Solving is a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. Just don't do Jeffrey Wright impressions. You could do Morgan Freeman. Don't do Jeffrey do Wright. Thing, I feel like go. it's Morgan Freeman's like more of a cartoon than anything. Because I think Morgan Freeman's doing his best Morgan Freeman at this point. I think Morgan life. Freeman's definitely leaning into his own voice at this point, and it's become a caricature of itself, and that's why it's allowed. It's kind of like Chris Walken, how he just throws out all the punctuation and just... Exactly. He'll stop when he wants to stop. Right. I don't need grammar to dictate the rules <laughs> of the norms. Sorry, I had to, to breathe mid-sentence. I get it. So in this card that's addressed to the Batman is a riddle. What does a liar do when he's dead? He continues to lie. He lies still. Oh, that one. That's worded differently. <laughs> but it's the same, <laughs> same concept. Sure. Before being ordered to leave the scene by Commissioner Savage, Batman finds a cryptograph that uses the answer to the riddle as a key. And he's like, oh, I'm going to keep this for myself. This investigation be damned. I saw the Da Vinci Code. This seems like fun. Back at Wayne Manor, Bruce does some brooding, wondering if he's really making a difference in the city. And oh, Alfred... man, he broods so he's hard. so good at brooding. This is like emo Bruce Wayne. It is. It's, it might even like cross that even further because like this Bruce Wayne has scoliosis for sure. Oh, 100%. Like the way he's hunched over all the time whenever he's brooding, like you know that his back is just fucked. I feel like there must be some sort of brace built into the the, the Batman suit. And there that's must what be. Helps him stand up straight. Because <laughs> when he's not wearing it, he is just slumped over. Oh, it's not great at all. And I got to imagine this Alfred, Andy fucking Circus. Andy fucking Circus. Oh my God. This cast is incredible. Master Bruce, have you used your chirp wheel yet today for your shitty back? <laughs> Shall I get out the inversion table? <laughs> it's time for your 11 o'clock traction. <laughs> Alfred tells Bruce that. He could always shift his focus onto Wayne Enterprises and help out that way. And Bruce tells Alfred, you're not my dad. <laughs> he more or less says, yeah, I'll do that when you fuck all the way off. How about that? <laughs> this Bruce does not like Alfred. No, it's so weird. I love it, though. But then with the help of Alfred, Bruce learns the cryptograph is directing him to a thumb drive stowed in Mitchell's garage. Well, because the thumb was missing off of the mare and he realizes right. thumb drive. Thumb ah! Dr get it? So he and Lieutenant Gordon return to the scene, find the drive with the human thumb attached to it, and uncover evidence of the mayor's association with the Falcone crime family and a mysterious woman photographed outside the Penguin's Iceberg Lounge. There you go! Got Standard all Gotham that. stuff. Naturally, Batman shows up to the Iceberg Lounge and starts busting heads looking for a meeting with the Penguin. <laughs> it's not even like he's going in quietly. He walks through the front door, dressed as the <laughs> Batman, and then just starts punching people. Yeah. He punches the doorman, and then he punches the doorman's twin. It's great. It's fantastic. But he meets up with the penguin, played by Colin fucking Farrell, who is an absolute hero. Give him a few more. This is a role that- This is- uh, It's like still shocking. This is career-defining stuff here. And he's getting his own spinoff because it's that good. That good. What he's oh, doing. Colin fucking Farrell. Fucking fucking. Esquire. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> The Penguin gives Batman absolutely nothing, but Batman notices that a certain waitress, Selina Kyle, played by Zoe fucking Kravitz, is intently listening in another conversation. So he follows her home. 
As you do? You shouldn't. As he shouldn't. But, but uh, he does. He, as he does. He does. Sometimes right. Batman does. He learns that the woman from the photo is Annika. Selena Kyle is extremely distressed roommate slash friend slash probably possibly lover. Yeah, unknown. Who knows? She calls her babe a lot, but then she calls a lot of people babe in this movie. So Simon Pegg calls Nick Frost babe in every movie in the Cornetto trilogy. Who gives a shit? That's true. Don't read into things. Don't. Or do. Or do. You can Seinfeld it. Not like there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I wasn't even implying that there could be something wrong with that, so there's no need to say that. You're absolutely right, Jerry Seinfeld. What? You mean him? And him? <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Batman watches Selina sneak out in a disguise, and he follows her in the least subtle way possible. This is motorcycles, conservatively two motorcycle lengths behind, like, one another. It's That's not following, that is the chasing. The laziest chase scene ever, because somehow the fir- per- first person doesn't know she's being chased. I thought you weren't going to stop and you were going to say fur person? The fur person? And that Cat was going to take a real interesting turn. <laughs> You know what I didn't do? I didn't even check cinemacats.com for this movie, but I imagine the quote is on there. You know, you got a lot of cats. <laughs> That's a lot of this movie for sure. That is a thing that Batman says. Can I tell you something fucked up about furries? Sure. While we're on the topic, I can't believe this is happening. Somehow. I was in Chicago for work like seven years ago. Okay. For like a... A conference type for thing. For work. A conference. Yeah, it was a conference. It was, it was a like furry a, convention. Where they put, there was a furry convention in town. And that's where this is going. <laughs> this is at the Chicago Hyatt, which okay. has like one of those giant atriums. Right. That all the rooms like surround. Oh, okay. Oh. And so the there's amount no of hiding. furriness in the hallways was jarring. There were furry shenanigans afoot. It was wild. Every which way you turned, you would see like a squirrel, like with. Another like squirrel, like digging well, up nuts on the ground or something. Boring. Two squirrels together. Well, I'm I'm <laughs> trying not to go too deep into my subconscious to pull these memories too far out. No, I would love a for lot you to of do a repressed deep dive reasons. Right yeah, <laughs> an elephant and a chipmunk. How does that even work? Well, you see, the elephant's six foot two, and the chipmunk's six foot because that's people in furry costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the goods still line up the right way. Good for them. And they're goods. And I did see a cat and a dog making out on a floor at one point. Pandemonium. It was insane. <laughs> and it wasn't even like a proper cat furry and a dog furry. It was a cat dog. Oh, wow. No, that'd be fucked up. If they're like wrapping around each other to make out. I mean, at least you know they showed up with the intention of it being a couple's costume that That way. would be pretty good. <laughs> Horny in the world is a little cat dog. Wow. Uh, I have questions that I never want answers for now. Where is the anatomy on a cat dog? <laughs> It's never addressed, I understand that. And also, does the dog go in a litter box? Does the cat go outside? I don't know the rules. I've never thought about this before, and now you're you're forcing me to. I am. And you gotta imagine the dog eats dog food and the cat eats cat food, but where's the poop come from? Well, have you ever seen a South Park episode where they stick the food up their butts and poop up their mouths? But I understand that, but are you suggesting that one of the heads at that point is the butt? A hundred percent. Are you saying that this is sort of like a human centipede, but it's like a cat dog that they it is like, like a sewed cat the dog butts centipede. together in a way? <laughs> like I, I don't understand how the organs work. I don't understand a lot of things about a cat dog. There's a lot that needs further research. I think for somebody else to do. Maybe we take a deep dive on that on Patreon on the new show one day. 
that might We're be a good to idea. Out a cat dog. <laughs> Beer me a cat dog anatomy lesson. You got questions <laughs> about your nostalgia stuff? Throw them our way. Nostalgia detectives. I like that nostalgia detectives. I'm into that. Selena breaks into Mayor Mitchell's home to retrieve Annika's passport because she's like, I got to get out of here. This is At what scary. point does a cat lick the cat dog that he's like cleaning himself? Does, is there like a, an unseen line that he crosses where like suddenly the dog part gets the feeling of the cat tongue on it? It's like, oh, I'm not cleaning that part. That's dog. Gross. This is fascinating. Keep going. You th- talk about your Batman. I'm going right, to ponder on this for a while. The cat dog anatomy. Batman confronts Selina and learns that the Iceberg Lounge is a front for the 44 Below Club. It's a club within a club. Whoa! It's a specialty club for many of uh, Carmine Falcone's associates. What's the point of this club? The club within a club? Like, it doesn't seem any more cool. I don't know. I guess it's just seedier. It's That's like you fair. Have your, you have your, your club full of criminals, and then inside the club you have a separate, secret, more super evil club, allegedly. I don't know. I, you got me. Quick question. Uh, is Peter Sarsgaard in the cool club or the lame club? He thinks he's in the cool club, but he's actually in the lame club. Fair enough. Okay. He's in this movie and it freaked me the fuck out again. <laughs> we'll get there very shortly. Sorry. I got excited for Peter Sarsgaard. <laughs> when Batman and Selena return to Selena's apartment, Annika has disappeared and the place is in shambles. So they agree to work together. As you, I guess, do. I, I mean- I don't know you what know, Batman's after for the most part, but I know what <laughs> Catwoman's after. Look, sometimes you passively chase a person to a dead mayor's apartment where she steals a passport, and then you agree to help her find her friend. Sure. <laughs> it all works out this in is the end, just a I regular guess. Tuesday. Also, worst cop in the world, or security guard, or whatever this guy is. Oh, yeah. Like, he shines the flashlight, and he goes, that seems all right. <laughs> he just leaves. I'm not going to get any closer to where the sound came from. I'm just going to... I'm just going to assume there's nothing over there, and my mind was playing tricks on me, and go back to doing nothing. You know, I got a floodlight in my yard, and it doesn't move. <laughs> and it sees, like, squirrels and owls and cat dogs and stuff, and I'm sure this is fine. Yeah, no, nothing to worry about here. Does a cat dog need two separate licenses, or is one enough? Well, it depends on which one's driving. Well, now, I'm not saying, dr- are you suggesting that this is a driving question and not an ownership question? I well, I didn't. I was assuming that it was a an autonomous unit like it is in the show, okay. and lives alone. So yeah, I assumed you were talking driver's license. In which case, which one is the licensed driver? <laughs> is it the one who steers or the one who works the pedals? I guess they would both have to be licensed. Wow, what a fascinating show! What happens if one of them doesn't renew their license? Likely dog. What happens if cat kills someone and dog is like taking a nap? See, now we're getting into the real stuff. Yeah, the real questions that were never addressed on the Nickelodeon. Do you have to try it as one individual cat-dog unit? And if not, how do you punish just the cat portion? We could ask, like, all those weird, like, twins that have their heads stuck together. We could. But we're not. I don't know if we would get a response, because it seems like... (laughs) (laughs) It's very specific. You go on Craigslist personals. Hey, is your head stuck to another person (laughs) who looks like you? Uh, If one of you killed uh, someone... Are you both getting held accountable? Is there anything you could have done as the other half to stop the murder? And did you report it? If not, you're easily an accomplice and you have to serve time too. Oh, without a doubt. So many questions, man. So many. So many questions about conjoined things. <laughs> I have an actual IMDb trivia fact. Oh, goody. <laughs> I don't know how to segue that from conjoined things, but. Yep. 
Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson received the same advice from the predecessors of their roles, Michelle Pfeiffer and Christian Bale, respectively. Make sure you go to the bathroom while in costume. It's a smart move. Very smart, and good advice from both of them. Was it Griffin Newman and The Tick who uh, originally had an issue with his costume? Because he's an IBS buddy. I think so. And his Tick (laughs) costume, he uh, could not get out of. That's a problem. (laughs) Do you think a cat dog... (laughs) (laughs) Do you think one of... Like, if the cat has IBS... But the dog has, an, uh, like, an iron stomach. How does that work? I would imagine that the dog would then have a very bad vomiting problem. But if they have, like, heartburn, do they share a heart? First of all, it's not how heartburn works. I know that's quite literal. But mm. do you think, like, that acid is just, like, getting treated like that weird, like, tube with the vinegar or the oil and water in it has the boat and whatnot? Remember that old toy? Yeah. It's probably a lot like that, actually. Wow. I imagine somewhere in the, in the lower GI tract is where they're connected. Pepto-Bismol. It'll work great for you, unless you're a fucking cat dog, in which case, I don't know. I don't know. You have other medical issues you need attention <laughs> you to. You need something else being addressed. And what if, like, <laughs> the dog part gets, like, cancer, like cat and dog? We got to put uh, the dog side down. And you just got to drag him around You got to drag everyone. your corpse brother around with you this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, cat dog. Hey, Pepto-Bismol. Corpse brother. So Batman and Selena <laughs> are in Selena's just trashed apartment, and the news is on, and a report airs about Police Commissioner Savage having been murdered. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. This is convenient news. It sure is. I thought you were going to do a segment. Relevant news? No. With relevant news. I got nothing. Oh, I actually did find something. Hit me. Now that we're in it. Now, we did the music. I mean, you did the do-do-do-do-do-do. So now, apparently, somebody pulled a prank in Austin, Texas during the premiere of this movie, which I feel like dangerous move, pulling pranks in Texas during a Batman movie. Not great. It's not Colorado, but uh, still not great. But what this guy did, brought a live bat into the movie theater. That's such an Austin thing to do, though. I mean, yeah, you got to keep it weird, right? No, like, it, go under the bridge. You will find thousands. That's a thing in Austin. There you go. Austin's got bats. And hipsters. It's full of hipsters. And hipsters love bringing bats to the movies. They sure do. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Movie House and Eatery, what a clever name for your establishment. They had to refund the entire opening night. Because someone brought one bat? Because there's one bat flying around. That's horseshit. Ambiance, if you ask me. That is not how capitalism works. <laughs> the best part is a bunch of people stayed. Because there's only one bat. Exactly. Why wouldn't you stay? There's only bat. one bat. I'm here to see the Batman. I'm okay with a bat flying around. We've all seen The Office. Just uh, throw a bag on someone's head. You'll catch a bat in there. Bring a Meredith. So there you go. Live animal prank causes flap in Austin cinema. <laughs> all right. There we go. Relevant news. Relevant news. The murder of Police Commissioner Savage. Have we ever done relevant news on this, the main channel? Or has that only been a Patreon thing that we just kind of. I think it's only been a Patreon thing, actually. I think I might have just broken the seal. You cheap skate fucking normies, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) It's only a dollar. It's only a dollar. For just a buck, you can enjoy that segment in a couple weeks when we do it all the time. Exactly. (laughs) Not all the time, but. Do you think now is the time that we like start calling them out? For not being patrons. We've been so kind about it. We have been like, hey, guys, come on over. It's great. 
It's a dollar too much for you? I'll give you the dollar to give it back if that's what you need. Well, at that point, what are we really doing? We're helping people, building bridges. <laughs> Which is the whole purpose of the Patreon, as we've discussed. Help me help you listen to my exclusive content that you can't get without the money I'm lending you. Yeah, it's counterproductive, sure. It sounds like at that point we should just release it. We might as well bring it back to the theater and ruin capitalism again. That's it. Everybody who signs up for Patreon this month gets shipped a live bat. What? And you get one month free if you bite its head off. Aussie style. <laughs> bite a head off a bat for a dollar? I'd buy that for a dollar. That's Then you get the shot in the dick. <laughs> That's RoboCop for you. We baby. never got to RoboCop 2. Oh, darn. So the murder of Police Commissioner Savage was live-streamed by a man who identifies himself as the Riddler. It's pretty awesome. Paul fucking Dano. And I love this, and a lot of people had issues with this Riddler, because it's not Frank Gorshin, and it's not Jim Carrey, thank fucking God. But <laughs> they kind of brought the Riddler to the modern age. Yeah. Which was a very cool direction to take it. I disliked this riddler look at this like it's such his name is such a riddle that i can't even say it feels like you've just been reading like fox and socks yeah i'll do it again if you want it's been a long time since we talked dr seuss oh i am unprepared for the dr <laughs> seuss bit to make a comeback now i wasn't a fan of this riddler at first why not i was just like that that's that's just a man in a mask he looks more like the scarecrow what do you think the batman is well he's a man what do you in, think in a most mask? of the superheroes we talk about are yeah, but it's just, it's the wrong kind of mask. Oh, this, sorry. This Riddler looks like, like Danny DeVito's garbage man. <laughs> and he's wearing glasses outside, outside of the mask. It's a silly choice. And I don't know. Um, I just said it first. He grew on me. He's got a mask and he's still nearsighted. Like he needs the help. Brian. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, contacts if you're going to wear a mask like Maybe that. Maybe he can't touch his eyeballs, Brian. Or maybe he just wants to look goofy. That could be the case also. Maybe it's just easier. Riddle he like saves like 250 bucks every six months by not getting contacts. <laughs> that's fair. I do the same. Maybe you're the Riddler. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe that's what I've been hinting at this whole time. He's not. The Riddler claims that Gotham City is corrupt to the core and that he will expose the conspiracy that plagues the city. Follow the maze until you find the rat, bring him into the light, and you'll find where I'm at. Seems straightforward enough. It does. Follow the maze, find the rat, bring him to the light, you'll see where I'm at. Hey, I just read it a second time. That wasn't a paraphrase <laughs> at all. That was the same thing. Oh, man. After wiring Selena up with a wireless contact lens camera, see contacts do exist in this universe, Batman sends her into the 44 Below Club to uncover some evidence. Did you know that if you type, how does cat dog, how does cat dog poop autofills? Yeah, that makes sense. That's all. You keep okay. reading your Batman stuff. I'm studying. <laughs> sure. Selena's flirting with District Attorney Gil Coulson, played by, as we established, Peter Sarsgaard. He's here. And they're in the mob hideout. She's flirting with him to get information. And she and Batman learn that both Mayor Mitchell and Commissioner Savage were connected to the bust of drug baron Salvatore Moroni. And I love this because... What they call the people in this 44 Below Club is dropheads. Dropheads, because they're all doing drops. Dry red eyes. <laughs> there was an IMDb trivia fact that I didn't pull that was like, oh, there was also a narcotic-based eye drop in the movie Looper. Cool. Yeah. I saw that so. movie once and nothing stuck. 
I didn't even remember there being drugs in the movie. So I'm on Reddit right now. Yeah. The question from six years ago, from Salad Day 69, because of course, is Naturally. how does cat dog poop? And the rabid fangirl six years ago said, they don't. They expel a liquid waste like a bird. And according to the episode where Dog finds the golden hydrant, there is some sort of orifice used for waste beneath his right leg. Cat might possibly have one as well. That's canonical. There it is. There it is. Uh, I guess while you're busy sweating out your armpits or whatever, <laughs> Cat Dog is busy making waste out of theirs or something. That just feels like, you know how dogs do the thing where they lift their leg when they yes, pee? That's, yes. That's the joke from the episode, but that just makes me think that cat dog has genitals on their chest. Or under their armpits. Like, that's the perfect place to hide genitals is I mean, in the armpits when you think trying to hide them, but I, in my experience, dogs and cats rarely are trying to hide them. That's a good point also. <laughs> so many questions. So many questions! So would, like, the dog genitals be on the cat chest? Unsure. Like, what if the dog red rocketed? What's the cat going to do at that point? Does he feel the horns also? It's a lot like Alien. (laughs) (laughs) Like, imagine, like, Spaceballs. What do you have? The special. I bet he did. (laughs) Check, please. (laughs) This episode's off the rails, and I'm fine with it. Absolutely. We're getting to the core of it. You guys, go to HBO Max or whatever. Go watch the Batman. You don't need to listen to us fucking talk about it. We're cracking the world's real problems. (laughs) Dave's determined to make this episode as long as the movie. (laughs) I'm working on it. (laughs) Batman urges Selina to try to get the name of the rat that Riddler is after. Selina runs into Carmine Falcone, played by John fucking Turturro. Did not see that coming, even again. The second viewing, still didn't see it coming. Casting is unreal and unexpected, but pitch perfect. It is. He's very sneaky. (laughs) Have you ever watched the menu for Mr. Deeds where it's just John Turturro popping up in random places? It's wonderful. (laughs) Like, don't watch the movie. You don't need to watch the movie. It sounds better than the movie. Alone, I feel like we've talked about it. The menu alone is fantastic. Just pop in that DVD and let it run. That's it. You don't need to actually hit play. Yeah, don't, don't select the movie. Just watch the menu. Falcone is very familiar with Selina, and now Batman has questions. He begins to ask about the nature of the relationship, and Selina gets upset and removes the contact lens. She gets pretty pissed off. She's, She's not like, happy hey, about this. Mind She's your like, business. I'm done with this. Batman pops well, out Batman's contact. being very bossy about it, too. He's like, don't you take out that damn it. <laughs> no, go back and look at that person. I need you to ID them. <laughs> all right, Mr. Man, calm down. I do like all these wink dings to all of the Batman things. Oh, absolutely. There are There's so, so many. Many will get there in style and tone. Because this right here just screams Court of the Owls. Yes. Screams. The Hush one's my favorite. We'll get there. The Hush one is so good and so blatant. <laughs> yep, it will slap you across the face. It's like, <laughs> we'll get there. But if John Favreau didn't bother just you know saluting and just actually like backhanded you, that's what it would be. That is exactly it. So while all this is happening in the below 44, or 44 below club, Coulson, the DA, he gets captured by the Riddler. Sure, he's a character in this movie. That makes sense. He showed up and he was in a scene. So they're like, all right, well, the Riddler's got to kill him now. The next day, Bruce Wayne attends Mayor Mitchell's funeral to see if the Riddler will make an appearance. Because, you know, people are always like, ah, oh, return to the scene of the crime and whatnot. What kind of funeral happens at City Hall? Like, the, like I understand he's a mayor. The mayor. But, I mean... Really? I don't think it's City Hall. I think it's a church. Is it really? 
Yeah, it's I get there's church. pews, but I mean, I've been to city halls of pews. I haven't. But still. <laughs> you know, the famous city hall with Jesus in the stained glass. I get very confused whenever I go to church. Which is why I don't go anymore. Right. Because I'm like, like why aren't like, we, are we going to talk about laws? that broken sidewalk? You keep talking about this Jesus guy. When's he going to fix it? <laughs> I'm uh. the meek. He needs to fix it. Until Jesus starts filling the potholes on my street, I'm not interested in your crackers. <laughs> oh, he's going to pass a basket. Is this to fix the pothole? Where's this basket gonna, money going to go to? I already paid taxes. Oh, now we're drinking. This is great, City Hall. <laughs> it's very confusing. It, it's a cat dog of religion. I, I can't figure it out. Dave can't keep church and state separate in his mind. I cannot. <laughs> Bruce not a political podcast, I might as well be a Republican, not a political podcast, carry on. <laughs> not a religious podcast either. That's also true. Separation of podcast and... Religion. And everything, and really. <laughs> Bruce encounters Falcone, who mentions that Bruce is the only man in town more reclusive than he is. Whoa, shots fired. Bruce also runs into Mitchell's political rival, Bella Real, who insists that Bruce Wayne could be doing more to help Gotham. And he's like, this is not why I came to this funeral. No, that's kind of bold of you to say, Bella Real. Right? You're not even the mayor. What do you want You're from me? You're not the mayor. You sound like a soccer club. She does. She really does. Jamie Lawson, by the way. She's fantastic. She is very good in the brief scenes that she's in. The funeral is suddenly crashed by D.A. Coulson. You see what I did there? I sure did. He drove a car through this city hall church. He did. And then he gets out like, don't shoot me. The Riddler made me do it. And he has a bomb affixed to his neck, so I, I tend to believe him at this that's point. That's like the worst place for a bomb. It really is. I think that's why Amanda Waller is such a fan of it. That's very fair. Bomb in the neck. DC loves bombs in the neck. Very bomb in the neck heavy. So Coulson has the bomb strapped to his neck. He's got a ringing cell phone taped to his hand and another letter for Batman on his chest. How long does this cell phone ring for? It's forever. Because it's hours, right? It's hours. De- definitely doesn't have... Um, voicemail setup at all <laughs> so it just goes this would be like the perfect time for your girl is it melania weintraub is that her name melana Weintraub. yeah that one the at&t girl for her yeah. to have like a weird cameo it would be appropriate at this moment and this moment only <laughs> it wouldn't be out of left field it would be like she would show up and be like oh there's actually a deal on the new iphone only at at&t and then LeBron James is there for some reason. For reasons. I do not know why he's in these commercials. <laughs> like, you're not either. hurting for money, LeBron. And then she's like, are you coming for my job? And it's like, if LeBron James wanted your job, he'd have it. Do you think LeBron owns a helicopter? <laughs> no, but I did hear a rumor that he owns a cat dog. Okay. <laughs> so, no. Uh, LeBron knows better. He's got like a private jet instead. That's fair. Sorry, that joke was a layup. I had to take it. Ah, I hate you. <laughs> I had the biggest pour of whiskey I think I've ever had in this show's history because there was like enough for two pours or kill the bottle with one, and I, I chose the one. Gotta kill the bottle when the bottle is aching. I don't even know if the buffalo's tracing right now. The buffalo's taking over. The buffalo's doing a full-on portrait. Like, instead of Robert Pattinson going, I am vengeance. Like, I am buffalo. <laughs> Mostly buffalo. We've got a big old hairy <laughs> mane, and also I'm a little bit spicy. A little bit. A tiny bit. And you can find me somewhere in the northern part of New York. A drunk in the world is a little Dave me. 
<laughs> that works surprisingly well. I wasn't prepared. I started talking, my mouth started moving, and I just needed to uh, get to the end. I love it. <laughs> so the GCPD bomb squad sends in a robot, and then Batman just saunters on up to the DA and answers the <laughs> phone. And they're like, what the hell is he doing? He comes from like the one shadowy corner of this room. If there's a shadow, just assume just that Batman's assume. in it. It's either Alec Baldwin or Batman. You notice Baldwin because uh, the nose. That's true. <laughs> that movie's a movie, for sure. It sure is. The Riddler plays a game of riddles, as, as he's wont to do. <laughs> as he does! With Coulson. That's what he do! <laughs> the Riddler plays a game of Battleship. <laughs> and then he sings Coulson's Battleship. Now, um, <laughs> he promises to release Coulson if he answers all the riddles correctly. And with Batman's help, he answers the first two no problem. But out of fear for the, you know, the safety of his family, Coulson sure. refuses to reveal the identity of the rat. And so the bomb goes kablooey. It does, but Batman also just takes it in the face because he's like he trying does. to help the last second. Like there's a countdown happening, Batman. You are yeah. aware you are not going to win this one. Maybe just right. go away a little bit. That DA is, is done for and it might be time to just let him go. Well, the DA said he was done for. He's like, you're talking to a dead man right now. What are you yeah. doing here, Batman? And Batman was like, I can save this city. Wrong Batman. Wrong Batman. But basically. I have an actual IMDb trivia fact, actually. Cool. That relates to that. Great. Peter Sarsgaard, who plays DA Coulson, is the real-life husband of Maggie Gyllenhaal, who portrayed associate DA Rachel Dawes in The Dark Knight. Both characters, in addition to working in the district attorney's office, met the same fate of dying in an explosion. They sure did. So, you know, the family that blows up together dies together, really. Uh, it's uh, hard to escape the blowing up part. Why doesn't the Dark Knight get more shit for that recasting? That's a great question. Like, I feel like we're so fucking nitpicky about everything, but I feel like that one always gets a pass. It's kind of like Don Cheadle also. Don Cheadle deserves his Well, now pass. he earned it. Now he's done enough. <laughs> But Maggie was just, like, there, and then she blew up. It's like, wait a minute. Did you recast her just to kill her? Yes. Yes, I did. It's kind of messed up. my Chris Nolan voice without the accent. (laughs) Yes, I did. Katie Holmes is too pretty to blow up. Can't do that. Tommy (laughs) Cruz said, don't do it, or else we're going to drop you in a volcano or whatever Scientology is. (laughs) You're not doing that movie if you get blown up. (laughs) All right, Tom. Sorry. From the riddle left behind. You are El Rata Alada, rat with wings. Batman and Lieutenant Gordon come to the conclusion that the rat has to be the penguin, because, you know, wings. Wings. What a riddle. They're like, oh, rat with wings. Gotta be the penguin. Batman and Gordon trace the penguin to a warehouse and learn that Falcone has taken over the development of Drops, the drug we previously discussed, uh, and was produced by Moroni's organization. So now Falcone's running the Moroni gig. While Batman is scoping out the scene, he comes across Selina Kyle, who just happens to be there, stealing duffel bags of money from the criminals. Right, because she's in this movie too, so she needs to come back and be in this movie again. Exactly. Uh, while they're debating the merits of stealing from criminals, Selina uncovers Annika's body in the trunk of the corrupt Officer Kenzie, and then Selina inadvertently exposes everybody's presence there. Now, I thought she handled it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, like, if you're expecting to find your friend's body, I feel like there's that bit of preparation in, like, your brain, like, man, this is going to suck when it actually happens. Right. But, like, she stumbles across it, so I got to imagine there's a surprise factor, and she just kind of goes like, well, shit. Oh, well, we found her. 
Mission accomplished, I Mission guess. Mission solved. Roll credits. Penguin flees, obviously. And we finally get to see that sweet, sweet Batmobile we've been waiting for. But barely, because they keep it in the distance as it's just revving up. Yeah. And that slow reveal works. So good. There's so much slowness in this movie, and it doesn't feel like it's out of place. Right. Like, this is a chase scene starting, and Batman's just sitting back revving his engine. Like, are you going to chase him, or are you just going to sit there and show off for a minute? It's all about fear, man. He leans in. He does. And then Batman chases Penguin from the scene, causing all sorts of mayhem in the streets of Gotham and likely killing several people. As you do. We've all seen this before. <laughs> I have an actual IMDb trivia fact. Wasn't ready for this one. All right, go ahead. At five foot ten, Colin Farrell is the tallest actor to portray the Penguin in a live, in live action. <laughs> That's not hard to do. He's like a full foot taller than Danny DeVito. <laughs> Oh, man. So there you go. Tallest live-action penguin, Colin Farrell. I didn't submit any for this movie. It's, it's okay. The, there were like 220-some-odd That's kind of what facts. I figured. So it and just wasn't plenty of them it. were dumb enough that you didn't need to take the time. <laughs> if you submitted for this movie and uh, you had one of the dumb enough, bravo, you're getting it. You understand what we're doing here. Good job. We'll get there. Fair enough. Because I have what I think is the best and most important IMDb trivia fact later. I can't wait. So Batman catches up to the Penguin, brings him in for interrogation, only to learn that he's not the informant and that they had misinterpreted the Riddler's clues. It's not La Rata Alada. It's URL Rata Alada, like URL, like a website. Right, right. Uh, Nerd jokes. Exactly. Can we talk about the upside down shot? (laughs) Yes. It's gorgeous. It's so well done. And this is after like... This is still part of the chase. Sorry, I'm behind it's okay. because well, I'm full we can buffaloed. Go, we can go back to the chase a little bit because um, just the Batmobile emerging from the from flames. From the fire as so good. Penguin thinks he got away. And then you have Batman walking upside oh. down. Toward, oh, my God. Like So I'm, good. I have goosebumps just thinking about how that was done. That is so just good. so fucking good. Carry on with whatever expedition This movie, uh, gorgeous. The whole, the whole movie way through. is gorgeous. So upon further investigation, Bruce Wayne, or I guess Batman, Batman, and, and he might now be Commissioner Gordon, it's hard to say, because the no commissioner's idea. gone, Lieutenant Gordon, James Gordon and the Batman discover links to the abandoned Gotham Orphridge. 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 <laughs> That's almost like an orphanage. Whoa. But it keeps your food cold. Come on down to PC Richard, where you can buy yourself a brand new Orphridge. <laughs> Put your kids in there. Put your kids die. in the orphanage or a female character in a superhero movie. <laughs> if you feel like dying, put your kids in this orphanage and they'll remain cold. Do you remember Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? You can survive nuclear blast if you go inside this orphanage. <laughs> Can't say the same for your parents, though. Nope, but that makes you more super. <laughs> I feel like that's the most sclar thing we've ever done. It was very sclary. <laughs> Which is amazing because the Sklar brothers were actually in the movie we talked about last week. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Some things just stick with you. They do. And I'm happy it's the Sklars. They were amazing on this season of What We Do in the Shadows. I'll have to catch up. There you go. There's your teaser. <laughs> so they deduce that the Riddler was a former resident of the orphanage, and now he harbors a grudge against the Wayne family. We'll get there. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. And he's like, uh, yeah. The sins of the father. 
must be paid by the sun. It's pretty fucking obvious. Like, every bit of this is now getting more and more obvious. Super obvious. So, obviously, Batman realizes that Alfred could be in danger. So, he, he's racing back toward Wayne Tower. He calls up the... Maid? The maid, yeah. Aunt? I don't know if she's not in this one, but... I don't either. She Aunt doesn't Harriet really... Even... is usually the 66 version of it. Yeah, but th- this is just unnamed lady number four. Sure. He calls up only to discover that the Riddler had sent a packaged bomb an hour earlier that detonated and hospitalized Alfred. Yeah, blew him up. Blew up real good. Big old bummer. The Riddler then leaks that Thomas Wayne had hired Carmine Falcone to murder a journalist who planned to leak details about Martha Wayne's history of mental illness. We're getting weird backstory now. We are. Bruce confronts Falcone about the revelations, and he confirms the story and claims that Maroney had them killed out of fear that Falcone now had the Wayne family in his pocket. So Marconi's like, gotta get rid of them. It's almost like Gotham is a real seedy place. It feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm starting to get that impression. So then Bruce goes to Alfred, who's alive, but he's in the hospital. And Alfred also confirms the story, but he insists that Thomas Wayne had actually objected to the murder and threatened to blow the whistle on the Falcone's operation. And then he was murdered, but Alfred's never been able to prove that the Falcone family was responsible. This is the scene that annoyed me the most. Because this movie moves at a very specific clip the whole way yes. through. And once you get to this hospital scene, I feel like the brakes are just slammed on. This is like the low point of the movie for, yeah. for Bruce. And he's like, Alfred, maybe you are my dad. Yeah, it's gross <laughs> and charming, I, I guess. I don't know. I guess. He broods so fucking hard. I don't know he what He broods think. so hard, motherfuckers want to find him. That's right. <laughs> that shit Wayne. Oh, man. the bat signal lights up batman and gordon find selena he's like just happens to be looking through a skylight at the time (laughs) oh lucky lucky me click oh i'm being summoned by alfred alfred this is good that you got one of those rooms with the skylight so i can see the sky i feel like anybody (laughs) who works for the waynes is going to get a pretty nice setup when they go to the hospital they're treating this fucking the hospital room just this part of it like there's no skylight until there's a skylight <laughs> like it's a normal hospital it's room like a regular until, hospital room and it's like oh we need to see the bat like, signal oh, now this is bob vila here talking about <laughs> this, this old, old hospital. hospital do you want that southern light to come in at the right amount of time it, it cures cancer maybe <laughs> i don't know but throw in a skylight you never know if you're gonna need one in the blown up wing We've installed a sudden skylight in this hospital room. <laughs> Suddenly <laughs> skylight. <laughs> oh, Showing back the all signal. The <laughs> Suddenly skylight. <laughs> it's the most convenient skylight. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I Batman. really love it. <laughs> Batman rushes to the bat signal. Uh, Source. It's usually Gotham. It's PD. a light. It's a light, Brian. The Golden yeah. fucking source. It's a no, but light. I mean, like the the building that the the bat signal is on top of. It's usually right. Gotham PD, but in this instance, I'm not sure because Gordon is also showing up at the same time, and he's like, "I thought you," and he's like, "I thought you." They go up to the roof and find Selena is interrogating Officer Kenzie about Annika's murder, and the corrupt officer reveals that Falcone had been using the Gotham Renewal Fund set up by Thomas Wayne to fund his activities using its charitable status to operate undetected because everybody knows 
charities are not scrutinized or have accounting. Right. That being said, don't attack extra life. They're good people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's this month, isn't it? It's next month, yes. Whoops. We usually do a thing. We might do a thing in November. Maybe we'll do a thing. I don't know what we're yeah. going to do yet, but maybe we'll do a thing. We'll Try see. to get those donations in. We have not put any thought into this clearly. <laughs> we're bad people this year. This year, yes. We're just so excited about the, the new, new thing. show. Yeah. From a recording sent to Selena's phone, they learn that, one, Falcone was the informant on the Maroney case, and two, he murdered Annika because Mayor Mitchell told her about it. There you go. Movie it was over. all right there on Selena's phone, which oh. is why they had to go to Selena's house and take Annika and the phone. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Selena, at this point, decides it's a good time to reveal that Falcone is actually her father. Yeah, this movie's so fucking long, Brian. Because we needed that connection. Yep. And she's like, hey, Batman, will you help me kill him? And Batman's like, no, nah, I don't do that. It's not really my thing. Except for earlier on the highway. But now not I important. don't kill. That was the, the car killed him. The, the yeah, lack yeah. of safety. Look, collateral damage. Maybe they should have bought a fucking Volvo. Did you ever think of that, Selena? <laughs> the bad Volvo. <laughs> it's got a six-point seatbelt because that's better than three. <laughs> I'm rich. I can afford a six-point seatbelt. Batman doesn't murder. He just vehicular <laughs> van slaughters. <laughs> That's it for me, guys. I'm done. <laughs> that right there would be such a good band name. Vehicular <laughs> van slaughter. Uh, copyright, trademark, registered, oh, man, et cetera, that's et cetera. So good. <laughs> so Selena runs off to, to the iceberg lounge to kill her father herself. As you do. And Batman's like, I should chase her. But first, Gordon, you need to leak this recording to the press. <laughs> Take the time to do that while Selena's running down the building. Right. You're a cop, but you're also my bitch. <laughs> I know you're the police commissioner elect or however this works, <laughs> but um, works. can you just send this recording to the press for me real That'd quick? That'd be I great. Go, okay, thanks. Got to go uh, check the iceberg lounge. Again. Iceberg. Not to be confused with Romaine. <laughs> That's what we call callback lettuce. <laughs> callback lettuce. Callback with lettuce is delicious in all salads. I bet it is. As Falcone. <laughs> you want to know it's not delicious with this movie? What's that? It's God's lettuce. This movie's long and it makes it longer. <laughs> God's lettuce. It does. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> the the Devil's Lettuce makes this movie feel like six hours. Yes, it does. I love Batman. Do I six hours love Batman? If it was episodic, maybe, but maybe. not all at once. Not all at once. <laughs> so Selena's at the, the club, and she's like, I'm going to kill you, Dad. And he's like, no, don't. And then Batman shows up, and you know the power goes out, I think. Lots of stuff is all happening at once. Sure. Long story short, Falcone is captured taken into police custody, and then immediately assassinated by the Riddler. Yeah, it all checks out. The Riddler was waiting across the street with a sniper rifle just outside the lounge. So yeah, the Riddler has now killed Falcone, just like he said he would in the, in the, in the riddle. Yeah, I wasn't kidding. And, and then uh, the Riddler is caught and unmasked. Now, you say he was caught. He kind of gave himself up. He went to a diner and sat down with a cup of coffee and just kind of drew a question mark inside it while he waited for the police to show up. Yeah, he was just kind of chilling. He was just waiting. I Can get I it. say, Paul Dano, without the mask, perfect Riddler casting. And you know that he, he wrote a Riddler comic after this. 
I do know that. So this guy has got a pretty good understanding of the character, I'd say. That's pretty good, because I feel like he might be playing him for a while. I hope he does. I sincerely hope he does. And I hope they make the movies shorter. Yeah, two hours. Please. <laughs> like an hour 40, if you can pull it off. Yeah, don't bring in Peter Jackson to your editing. The Riddler is unmasked as forensics accountant Edward Nashton and is finally incarcerated at the Arkham State Hospital. Uh, very quickly. That's not his name. That's not his name. But I appreciate that that's the direction they're going in to make it just a little bit better. This is the maybe longest but most important IMDb trivia fact that I think I've ever found. Go ahead. There's a reason we like people to submit things to Wikipedia <laughs> and, and IMDb. Yes. And this is the reason. Okay. When Riddler is caught by police in a corner diner, law enforcement finds several identification cards on his person. One of them says Edward Nashton, referencing the New Earth version of the Riddler, right. who would eventually go on to change his name to Edward Nigma. Correct. Another ID card says Patrick Parker, which is an alias long thought to have been used in the comics, although nobody could name a single issue where it happened. <laughs> okay. It wasn't until Alex Jaffe, who worked for the DC Comics webpage, tried to research where the name came from and the truth came out. Turns out that in November of 2013, some unknown prankster edited Riddler's Wikipedia page to add Patrick Parker to his <gasps> alias. Oh my god! Citation. People then started taking that Wikipedia page as fact, assuming that if it's written on the internet, it must be true, and yet it never was. And then it made its way into the movie. Wow! Now it's canon. Some bullshit somebody made up for Wikipedia is canon. That is mind-blowing, because there's so much bullshit we've made up from IMDb. And there's so much bullshit we're about to be making up for Wikipedia. <laughs> so there it is. That's your call to action, everybody. The most important IMDb trivia fact. For those of you who have not listened to any of our uh, pa Patreon episodes where we're workshopping the new show, you cheapskate motherfucks. <laughs> I think that's what we're calling them, right? Yeah, yeah our cheapskate motherfucks on the that's, main yeah, channel. On the main channel. That not listening to our dearly. Patreon prep episodes. We read the Wikipedia plot now. And it's hysterical. Yeah. It's consistently yeah. hysterical. But the neat thing about it is that it's editable. also editable. <laughs> to anybody who has not been banned yet by Wikipedia. Yeah, burner accounts are fun. They sure are. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe your dumb edit will make it into an actual movie. God, how cool would that be? And become canonized. At which point, I will absolutely be making actual IMDb trivia facts about that occurrence. As you should. While investigating the Riddler's apartment, Batman and the GCPD learn he suffered from neglect due to Falcone's usage of the Gotham Renewal Fund, and also had a buttload of followers on the internet. Yeah, he's an internet nerd. That's what it is. Yep. Brilliant. The most dangerous type of anyone, realistically. Yep. Followers. <laughs> that includes all of you cheapskate motherfuckers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We call our patrons our favorites. I'm glad we finally named the normies. This is good. Uh, we were burning it all down. Two episodes <laughs> we, we left. Two weeks to, left. We're Last all about building it. bridges. But, you know. Just drilling holes. Sometimes you need new bridges. And to get rid of the old bridges, you got to burn them right the fuck down. I feel like you usually build the new bridge before you take down the old one so people can still get one. I have seen the construction of the Tappan Zee Bridge over the Hudson. 
And yeah. that is not the case because that was a <laughs> fucking disaster. That is very localized and regional for the people who understand what that was all about. Do you but think it would trust be better me, if they burned go the whole well. thing down? <laughs> it didn't go well. Just trust me, it didn't go well. It's like the big dig. Yep. <laughs> Actually, that went famously worse. Yep, it sure did. Look at the us. Ri- Look at us flexing right now. Yeah, we know things. Uh, kind of. <laughs> we know uh, a little about a little. Can that be like the tagline of the new show? <laughs> <laughs> we know a little about a little. Uh, everyone's like, I'm a master of none. It's like, no, that doesn't mean anything. Aziz doesn't mean anything at all. <laughs> Jack of all traits, master of none, but better than a master of one. It's a whole saying. We know a little about a little. A little about a little. Jack of all traits. You've come this far. You should know that by now. Should we backtrack and, and talk about how the um, the journalist that got killed's name was Elliot? No. Okay. <laughs> cool. You could have just told me to hush. Oh, God. That is... They flash <laughs> the word hush on the screen. Yeah, they do. And... Like, everyone in the audience who knows what Batman Hush is just went, like, it's a groan. It's not even like, ah, it's cool. It's a groan. Yeah, well, it's because the journalist, his last name was Elliot, and they were trying to, you know, pay him hush money, but right. instead, they murdered him. All that, you know, because that was a comic. At a Tom, Thomas Elliot, famously, Hush. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so the Riddler asks to speak with Batman. And after a very tense moment where it seems like he may know Batman's identity, because, you know, Batman shows up and Riddler just starts going, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. God, how good is that, though? And the look that Robert Pattinson gives, this is that really good confrontation that you get with, like, Heath Ledger and Christian Bale in the jail cell. But with this one, they're actually separated by the glass. Right. And Robert Pattinson cannot react anything that the Riddler is saying. It's so and good. And the Riddler is just poking and poking and poking. And when he gets to the point of Bruce Wayne, you find it's like Pattinson's eyes just lift up a little bit. It is so well done. It's it's brilliant. And Dano is putting on a show. An absolute master class. But he reveals that he admires the vigilante and committed the crimes under the belief that they were working together. And I actually believe that. I oh, think that's I the craziest too. part about this character is that what he says, I fully believe that is what he believes. A hundred percent. He thought he was working with the Batman to bring down the corruption of Gotham. How brilliant is that? They're just going to hang out here at Arkham while, while, you know, the rest of his plan unfolds. Which we don't know yet. We don't, but the Batman- Which is so good. Batman is like, I'm not working with you. You're a crazy person. This is insane. I'm out of here. But I love that we are just about to hit act three, and it's a short act three. It's very short. But- we don't know the master plan yet. Right. Which to me is wild because that means that the master plan, I feel like, works. Yes. Even though when it's executed, we'll get there. Batman, upon finding out about these, this master plan, returns to the Riddler's apartment to further investigate. And from an encrypted message and some drawings on the floor of the apartment, Batman learns that the Riddler and his followers are planning to destroy Gotham and tear down its entire political system by using car bombs to destroy the seawalls and flood the city. Now, the way you put that, you totally neglect to say that it's a rug tool. <laughs> yeah. That has been the murder weapon. The murder weapon. he decides to pull up the rug. 
Mayor Mitchell's murder weapon was a rug tool, and luckily the security guard recognized it. He's got a cousin who works with rugs. He's got a cousin that works with rugs. (laughs) Of course he does. Batman, the world's greatest detective. A lot of lucky bricks in this movie. Oh, yes. From security guards who are maybe not great at their jobs. Also, yes. (laughs) But yeah, um, as if that's not enough, they also plan to attack citizens at the election celebration after Bella Real wins. The the mayor mayor Because she's race. running against fucking no one. Against Why no she one win? because the incumbent has been murdered. Right. And you then know, to make You matters- know that the incumbent got votes. You know it. <laughs> oh, of course. People had no idea he was dead. No, I don't even think that's the case. And they still I bet oh. that Gotham is so party divided they're just like He's a dead man. I bet he'd still have a better immigration Probably policy. Probably run this city better than this bitch. <laughs> Whoa, God. Whoa, Jesus. That is uncalled for. My God. Right wing Gothamite. <laughs> I like that we just assume. It's an easy assumption it's, to make. It's a very easy assumption. <laughs> like, it's not even a, a jump to conclusions, Matt, as much as it's just like uh, um, Rand Newman, left foot, one step. <laughs> or whoever that is. Uh, one step this time. Every wedding you go to. Randy Newman doing the cha-cha slide. That's what the song is. Wood hat this time. <laughs> right foot, let's stop. Cha-cha, you slow. <laughs> There's something in life that you didn't know hands. that you needed, and this is very much what I needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now it's time to so get funky. Good, man. That's so fucking good. <laughs> Randy Newman, at this point in his career, should just weird Al it up. He should cover every song. Or like Richard Cheese it up. Do you know Richard Cheese is? <laughs> yes, Richard Cheese. Fantastic. It, he is. And I feel like that's the direction Randy Newman should go in, and he would just make a fucking killing. I think you, if, you, if Randy Newman just put out basically like covers- Saturday nights are right for fighting. Randy Newman should just start covering all of the Now That's What I Call Music albums. I have visions. I was in them. I was looking into the mirror. <laughs> you see a little bit clearer. <laughs> that's Now One, baby. Rodney Dangerfield? Wow. Is it Now One? Doesn't matter. But Rodney Dangerfield or Harvey you, Dangerfield? You are, uh, both. No respect for both. No respect for that flagpole <laughs> sitter. <laughs> if you can only see the way she loves me. I feel like I'm doing like a, a Bob Dylan version of Randy Newman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's incorrect, though. <laughs> oh, man. Been around the world and found that only stupid people are breeding. That song is like just built for Andy Newman at this point. Realistically. <laughs> they get no respect. I'm not sick, but I'm not well. I'm so hot that I'm in hell. That right there has got to be like the most play that Harvey Danger whatever has ever gotten. Like ever. Right? It's a great Probably. song. Yeah. But still. But... Yeah, Randy Newman would probably sell more copies of it. Oh, without a doubt at this point. Do you know like, that? Randy um, Record Store Day, that would be it. Oh, absolutely. You'd make a killing on that. Absolutely. Randy Newman in, in 1995 uh, did a, a musical um, of, version uh, of Faust. Why? Because 1995, um, he also famously did, You've got a friend in me. Yeah, but in, he doesn't. <laughs> you got a friend in Faust. 
in in Faust, he writes the music, and um, there's a song called The Man. And at the very end of The Man, there's a, a portion where he goes, Excuse me, motherfucker. You're kidding me. Don't you understand, motherfucker? He's the man. I need that to be like my alarm <laughs> to wake up to every morning. It's amazing. It's better than The Killers, The Man song that came out more recently. By a lot. I bet it is, and the killers are great. They are. You give me hot fuss, I'm in a good place any day of the week. But Randy Newman's the man from the Faust soundtrack. Wow. Is, is what you need in your life, I promise. Well, there you go. There's your recommendation for the episode. You can stop now if you want to. You're good, everyone. But to make matters even worse in this crazy situation that Batman's in. If it's you're going to make it worse, say it like Randy Newman. <laughs> okay. To make matters even worse. <laughs> Batman discovers that these plans are literally happening right now, and there's yeah. nothing he can do about it. He's That's too late. Great. Gotham is flooding and forcing citizens to seek shelter as Bella Real is announces the city's new mayor, obviously. The Riddler's followers. At Gotham Square Garden. At, yes, at Gotham Square Garden. Or <laughs> Gotham City Garden. Sorry. It's close, Apologies but not to all the exact. squares in the world. <laughs> Apologies to all the square gardens, except Madison. You know what you did. You know what you did, Madison. The Riddler's followers attack the event, shooting at the new mayor from the rafters of Gotham Center, Gotham City Garden, sure. Rockefeller. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, New York things. They're up in the rafters. They're firing down. Yeah. Uh, Batman works with the GCPD, and, of course... Salida shows up at the last second. She's like, I'm going to help, too. And they thwart this group of terrorists. <laughs> they kick a lot of ass. They kick a lot of ass. Batman it, it's almost very cool gets killed. But he has a syringe full of adrenaline or maybe some sort of serum that a, a wrestler might use to become big and strong. Maybe it's like fentanyl. You don't know. It could have just been fentanyl. Maybe Whatever this is how it they is. get the opiate crisis under control. They're like, it's good for Batman. It's good for you. This has been the Cook Brothers or whatever the mean men are today. Nailed it. Not a political podcast. Whatever it is, it makes Batman wake <laughs> up from being almost dead and be very angry. Yeah, he Uma Thurman's the fuck out of this thing. Yeah, Pulp he Fiction style. But in his leg. That's a good point. It, he has like a hole in his suit for this. It's Like built. there's a specific spot in his suit that's just a hole that he opens up and then stabs himself. And then he's got that sweet, sweet adrenaline. He does. It's just like I've never considered building a McPoyle hole in my leg. <laughs> For anything. <laughs> he realizes in this moment that he was not just putting fear in criminals, but he was inspiring them. And that he needs to become a symbol of hope for Gotham. Yeah, that's a Superman thing there, bud. So after they thwart all these terrorists <laughs> and defeating Riddler's goons, he helps rescue and evacuate the civilians caught in the destruction with a really neat red flare that will be used in all of the marketing for the film. Yes, it will. In it's a very good scene. It's a very heroic scene. It is. Yes, I appreciate them saying that he's not only giving hope to the people of Gotham, but he's also inspiring the criminals of Gotham to try harder. Right. In a way. Right. I really like that. I wish they leaned on that a little bit more because that's a really interesting concept. Oh, absolutely. But it's the end of the movie. So I agree less... there, too. We're three hours into this fucking thing. <laughs> Let's not do any leaning. Let's just lean toward the end of it. Right. In the aftermath of Falcone's death, the Penguin takes control of the remainder of his empire. At Arkham, the Riddler befriends another inmate in an adjoining cell played by Barry Keegan. <coughs> Joker. <coughs> it's not subtle. 
It's uh, like the at least all? subtle thing. It's like, oh, who's this guy with green hair and a big old smile who laughs maniacally? I don't know. I am so curious to see how he does this, if I he ever too. gets a chance to do it, because it's a little bit more reserved than you would think. Yeah. But it also feels completely unhinged, but down to earth. And it seems like there's something has... in the, the reservedness that's a little more scary. Yeah, he has a, a, a certain handle on this psyche that you need yeah. to have in order yeah. to have this character who you just don't know where he's ever going to come from. Selena tells Batman her plans to leave the city as she tries to convince him to come with her. But he's like, I have a duty to the people of Gotham. I got a duty, but I'll play with you for a little bit with motorcycles. Yeah, oh yeah, they ride off into the sunset, speeding down the open road next to each other. They reach an intersection, and they go their separate ways while Wiz Khalifa's See You Again plays. Wait, that's Furious 7, but that with motorcycles. <laughs> oh, man. Is that the movie? That's the movie. All right, I was saying, it just kind of abruptly ends after a lot happening. It's like, all right, motorcycle ride and credits. But I guess that is The Batman from 2022, directed by Matt fucking Reeves. Brian, this is a fantastic film. It is really good. I just wish it was 40 minutes shorter. At least 40 minutes shorter. But um, <laughs> everything that's in there for the full 176 minutes, it matters. It does. They didn't put anything in there that doesn't need to be there. I agree with that, yeah. I'm a really, really big fan of Robert Pattinson as Batman. Me too. Um, and I'm glad we got that bandit off. Good. I had a problem at first with his Bruce Wayne. I was like, this is a bad Bruce Wayne. But revisiting it now, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Because he is, he's accosted by Alfred, by the mayor-elect. And he's even said to, by the Riddler, like, oh, Bruce Wayne could be doing more. Batman is who you really are. Bruce, or you're, whoever you are outside of the mask is the mask. He's right. still and establishing who he is in his alter ego. Batman is established. He knows who Batman is. He does not know how to be Bruce Wayne, and I think that's brilliant. That is such a great turn on this character. Yes. And that is the exact reason I think Robert Pattinson is one of the best Batman that we've ever seen. I agree. And it's because he's Batman about 95% of the time, and 5% of the time he's Bruce Wayne, but he does not know how to be Bruce Wayne by design. Right. I think that is such a brilliant choice for what's yeah. being presented here. Even Falcone says, oh, you're more of a recluse than I am, which is not the Bruce Wayne we're used to. No, it is not. That Bruce Wayne is supposed to be out in the open being a playboy, billionaire, exactly. whatever it is. And no, here it's a recluse. It's a guy who wants to have his privacy. It's a guy who the Bruce Wayne is the mask. He hasn't that is figured out the balance. So yet. it's good, man. Brilliant. It's a year two. Right. We don't need to see the origin. If you want to go read Batman Year One, you should. It's so damn good. But this is a year two. This is so well done and so well presented. It's a lot like if you bring Tom Holland to the mix of Spider-Man. You just say, we're going to do a Spider-Man story. We don't need the origin. You got right. bit by a spider. You, you already know. He you got all know Spider-Man. Spider Uncle Ben died. You don't need yeah, that. We've been there. We've done it. This right here is such a cool turn on Batman. You can't compare it to the Nolans. You can't compare it. No. The Schumachers, you can't compare it to the Burtons. They all exist in their own compartmentalized area. I can't even imagine trying to compare it to the Schumachers. <laughs> no, you cannot. There's a lot <laughs> less Dutch angles, for sure. I think that this is one of the best comic book movies that's ever been made. It's definitely, it's up there. It is very well done. Rotten Tomatoes, 1-100, what are you thinking? 95. 85. 
Okay. That's what you should have said. That's to be what r- I meant to, to be say. right. Slip mostly. of the tongue. It's been happening a lot this episode. It's true. Uh, 87% for audience score. Roger Ebert did not see this movie because what? he had uh, tickets to the theater that weekend. Mm, he was hanging out on your couch. That's right. But instead, Richard Roper from the Chicago Sun-Times did see this. He said, in terms of tone and scope and storyline, Matt Reeves' reboot of the ever-fruitful franchise is more of a film noir than a fable about fantastic flying creatures, more Zodiac and Seven than Guardians of the Galaxy or Eternals. Yeah, 100% on all of that, and so much alliteration happening there. I struggled reading that, and as Brian will attest to, that was not the first take. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the fourth or fifth take. Uh, ever fruitful franchise is really hard to say. That's tough. This guy loves his Fs all of a sudden. <laughs> he sure does. Uh, Richard Roper loves to F. <laughs> but Richard Brody from New Yorker, he said, the movie's inability to imagine its superheroes and supervillains with any meaningful psychological identity is of a piece with the failure to imagine ordinary people with any degree of individuality. I disagree with that one. As you should, it's a rotten. Imagine thinking that these characters don't have personality and character flaws that are very well established on screen. They very much established with Selena, especially. She's not interested in helping Batman. Right. At all. She's interested in finding her friend. And Batman is interested in helping her find a friend because it's part of the bigger mystery. Exactly. And Glenn Weldon from NPR says, what it does do quite effectively is tell a solid Batman story with the most soulful and vulnerable Batman to ever grace the big screen. And that much, at least, is new. Soulful is an interesting word there. It sure is, but new is a very exciting word. New is, yes, this is unlike any Batman we've had before. Well, because this one's got scoliosis from all the brooding. It's got scoliosis from brooding, and he actually does detective work. He detects hard. He detects not unlike the 60s Batman detects. I would say it's almost identical. He solves some puns in a way that doesn't make sense, but hey, he did it. All he's missing is the word association. Yeah, it's unfortunate. He's a Robin, really. He does get him need a Robin. That over the hill. That would. I don't even know how you introduce a Robin to this this Batman universe. It would be you can't. It's as simple as that. It does. It wouldn't. I don't know how it would ever make you, sense. No, you are probably twenty years away from a Robin. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum. Our good friends at Letterbox had quite a bit to say about this movie, though. Oh goody! I have not read these in like a week because we pushed <laughs> off recording on this thing for like a week. So I have no idea what I even have here. Are you this ready? This should be fun, yeah. This is going to be an adventure of both of us. From March 1st, 2022, there's a moment where Bruce Wayne puts on sunglasses before eating blueberries in his ornate gothic penthouse. And I thought to myself, this is exactly how it should be. <laughs> That's like amazing. I'm reading these for the first time right now. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. This is totally what it should I don't be. like to picture my Batman putting on sunglasses before he eats blueberries. <laughs> Thanks, John C. Riley and Talladega Nights talking about your baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> From February 28th, 2022, they didn't have to make him so hot, though. <laughs> was he? He was not. There's like Unless a like, certain... There's genre. like a gene that everyone's like, Rob Pattinson is hot. It's like, I yeah, fine, I guess. If you is say so, I don't know. There's like this certain brand of man that people keep saying is hot and I never see it. It's like the um, 
like the one kid from Stranger Things and and Robert Pattinson and the Dwight from The Walking Dead. They just look I don't like get greasy it. people. And I, I will tell you when an adult man is good looking. I have no I problem think, telling yeah, exactly. you that. Exactly. Like Andy Serkis is the best looking man in this movie. Without a doubt. Oh, Without a maybe doubt. Jeffrey Wright. Well, Jeffrey Wright looks great. And if I close my eyes and he talked to me, yeah, he's got me. He's got me all day. It's one of the two of them. That's very fair. It would be Colin Farrell if it weren't for all the prosthetics. There's but so many prosthetics. They did he such a good job on him that he's believable. We will get there 100%. <laughs> From March 3rd, 2022, Matt Reeves really said, but what if Batman never took a bath? <laughs> That's exactly the point I was just trying to make. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> From March 6th, 2022, ah, yes. One of Batman's greatest foes, the Redditor. <laughs> Nailed him. The last one I have is from March 7th, 2022. Holy shit, that score fucks. Michael <laughs> Giacchino, here are the keys to my house. Go fuck my wife. <laughs> oh my God, finally, Giacchino getting the credit he deserves. He has like two notes, but he makes them work so well. So well. We'll get there briefly, because how about we give this thing a super stuff score? Hey, why don't we? Let's we'll start off with story and motivation. I don't know quite what the story is. I do understand what the motivation is. I understand the motivation. Uh, I would say the story is there. there's a madman inspired by the Zodiac killing a bunch of people trying to take down Gotham, and Batman's got to put a stop to that. Well, it's people that are corrupt and lying, as this person sees fit. But then at the same time, it's also a hit against just the rich of Gotham, eventually. It's interesting because... The Riddler is kind of like his own vigilante here, and Batman's like, hey, don't do that. I do that. Which is really interesting also. I think that the motivation's a full-blown one, because yes. we understand the Batman's motivation. I think the story is really interesting because it keeps evolving. Yeah. But I think within like a 100-minute movie, it's a very different story where you don't get to breathe as much, you don't get to flesh it out as much. But that's right. not the movie yeah. we're in. I we're agree in a three-hour fucking movie here. <laughs> um, I think that the detective stuff lands ridiculously I mean, it's well. the Batman I've been oh, yeah, for. I, I heard what I said. Full blown one. Hero. It's the Batman. And this is one of the most of the Batmans we've ever seen. It is one of the most of the Batmans we've ever seen. Um, he does not save the day. He fails at every step of the way. He does exactly what the Riddler wants him to do the whole way through. And I'll make the argument, year two. Yeah, but does that make him a good hero? It makes him a growing hero. Growing is fine. Whereas with like Spider-Man, if you go back in the day with Tobey Maguire versus Willem Dafoe, Spidey versus Green Goblin, he happens to save the day for a shot. A lot of these heroes save the day for a shot. This more here is about the character development of what it is to be Batman, who is sort of also kind of being Bruce Wayne, who's not sure who he actually is at this point. I yeah. think this is more of a character, character story than it is a proper comic book superhero right. it's, movie. It's more Batman becoming Batman than it is Batman needs to save Gotham, because he absolutely doesn't. Gotham is worse off at the end of this movie than it is at the beginning. Absolutely. He blew it. He completely blew it, but he also ends up being a sort of hero for Gotham at the end of it of helping these people out of like these floodwaters. The and people that are not. left. Yeah. He's part of the it's, community more than anything else. Yes, I agree with that. So this it's complicated because we do have it the category as hero, not as a protagonist. I'm going to go 0.75. It's not perfect. Okay. 
I, but I'm, I'm I really willing. respect a lot of it. I do too. I, I I love this character. I think he's a great protagonist. I would it'd be a one if his protagonist, but because it's hero, I have to take some off. So point seven five, I think is fair. Villains. I love this Riddler. I adore this Riddler. Eventually. Eventually, it's the modern Riddler. It's the way yes. it should be done. Yes, I agree. There's just some character design things that I didn't love, but once I saw him at the end without the mask, I said. That is perfect casting, and if they go full bowler and domino mask in the future, he's going to pull it off perfectly, but you don't need to do that in this universe. They probably wouldn't be loyal to this universe, depending on how things go. This Riddler wins. 1-5. 1-5. It's in. a Riddler that does win overall. He absolutely wins. This and is in, DC's like the long, Thanos He wins point. the short game, but in the long game, he very much loses, presumably. I don't know. I feel like oh, he might the, not even lose. The that. only thing he didn't accomplish that he set out to do was kill Bruce Wayne. Everything else. Yeah. I feel good about it. the one five. Cause I think you're absolutely right. One five. But I feel like that's like the type of Batman villain. That's almost perfectly written is the Batman villain who wins yeah. to a point. Like with the Joker in dark Knight, how you have the two boats with oh, the yeah. criminals and the normal citizens. You have that whole standoff, whatnot. Right. And you kind of get the humanity out of the criminals. I, I, I don't know why I'm relating that to this. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't like 10 minutes ago you were saying you can't compare the two. <laughs> yeah. Alcohol is a hell of a thing, huh? Isn't it? One five for villain. One Absolutely. five for villain, I think, is what I meant to say. Yeah, let's talk about parents. Guess what? It's Thomas and Martha Wayne. We find out in this version that Martha Wayne used to be Martha Arkham, which is pretty neat. It is pretty neat. I'm going to go point five. We don't see him die on screen. We don't see them die on screen, but we do know that they are dead. We they see them alive at some point in the movie, and then we hear endlessly about them being dead because Batman. But because Batman. Five. Because of Batman, yes. Female characters. We Selena only have Kyle's very good. Selena Kyle and Annika, and one of them gets fridged. The That's other one is right. phenomenal. One of them doesn't get fridged. She gets dead, dude. It's totally different. I mean, the origin of the phrase is because the Green Lantern's girlfriend was decapitated and put into a fridge, which yeah, is very point. dead, and that's that was served point. as the motivation for the Green Lantern, and I think the yeah. killing of Annika is the motivation for Selena Kyle. I think you're absolutely right. So it's and like textbook What a weird, fridging. crazy throwback. Good for you. <laughs> I think that Zoe Kravitz crushes this movie. Oh, she's so good. I cannot figure out which direction she's coming from, which is the appropriate Catwoman. You're not supposed to be able to read Catwoman. You cannot read Catwoman. It's supposed to be the bat and the cat, and you have no idea what the interaction is supposed to be like. Right. I really like her. One. I like her. I think she's great. This movie does not pass the Bechdel test. We do also get Bella Real as the the mayor, eventually, but... I'm going to... Normally, this would be a .5. I I agree. I want to go .75. I want to go .75 because of how good Selena Kyle is. I appreciate you understanding the flex. Yes. (laughs) setting this is a cool gotham this is a very cool modern gotham i don't know where it is and i appreciate it the most it feels the most like batman begins even though that's a bit cartoonish for a gotham yeah when you go into the dark knight it's chicago when you go into the dark knight rises it's chicago and new york and it's blatantly obvious right i feel like this feels like its own city i appreciate that quite a bit 100 percent, i agree with that i'm gonna go full-blown one that's a onezo style and tone two that's what my finger was already yeah, on. Yeah, I'm not even going to let you finish your sentence. I no. think that this is not even one of the 
best looking Batman movies. I think this is one of the best looking superhero movies. This is on par with Superman 78 in terms of look because we raved about that. That's true. This is on par with, I got to imagine we've raved about the Nolan stuff. I have yeah, to imagine, oh, of right? We yeah. have to. Yeah. Uh, I think this just looks great. The way it's presented is great. I appreciate seeing Robert Pattinson with the stupid eye makeup. Yes. There's, thank you. You take off a cowl and there's still evidence oh, that he was the Batman. And God, yes, that goes so far. It does because, you know, Christian Bale would take off the cowl and have a, just a perfect face again. And it's like, come on, we man. Got, we we saw see the Michael makeup. Keaton's cowl get ripped off in Batman Returns and just the Michael Keaton under there. Exactly. That's not. This movie actually thought out what it is to be Batman. Yes. And, and I appreciate, I appreciate that. that so much. Two. Music. We know Michael fucking Jaquino. Michael fucking Jaquino automatically absolute gets the Jaquino Goddamn magic out of two notes. Because <laughs> that is realistically what it is. Absolutely. And we can compare that to our recently recorded Patreon episode where the score was also two notes. I think that this score is unbelievably effective. I'm going to go 1 5. 1 5. Obviously, we start with a 1 with Jaquino because we've officially implemented the Jaquino bump. We um, have. Speaking speaking of Michael Chikino, I just want to rave for a moment about Werewolf by Night and his directorial debut. I don't know if it's his debut or not, but I'm going to call it that because I'm not educated on the matter. <laughs> okay. Um, so good. This guy, give him more to do. Give him the entire supernatural side of the MCU. I, I don't care. I want more Chikino, period. There you go. More Chikino. I mean, what's the problem with more Chikino? There's no point? problem There's with There's no Giacchino. problem with it. Give me a Giacchino with an extra pump and some espresso. There you go. Put on your rugs. Get that extra pump. <laughs> I need a pumpkin spice Giacchino. <laughs> One-liners. There's not a lot. There's not. It's like, you got a lot of cats. <laughs> I am vengeance. I take in strays. Uh, yeah, there's... Uh, I'm not quoting this movie ever. Uh, zero. No, no, it's not happening. Zero. And the final category is impact on the genre. This one's a bit weird because it is so new. We usually kind of give it a 0. .5 to We kind usually of do a 0. .5 TBD, but I think this one's going to be big. I think this is a full-blown one to start because this does show the darker side of a big character. I don't want to say it's the yeah. darker side of anything because I think Joker fully took over that. For sure. Because sure. Joker this... was such a huge hit, obviously. Yeah. One Oscars on Oscars. And at a time when the future of Warner Brothers DC is in is a question, fucking messed. It's this. You say it's in question. That's the right way to put it. It's in a fucking shambles, Brian. It's it's all over the place, and and nobody knows what's actually happening. And half of the internet is like, "Where's Zack Snyder?" Bah, 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 and I don't care anymore. Where's Ezra Miller? Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> they found the him. cops doing, want to know that too. He's but... doing reshoots right now, actually, for the Flash, probably so I they can kill off his character. I imagine. Um, That's but this be wild. movie is a shining beacon in the recent DC release category. Well, it's funny because DC does not do what Marvel does. I feel like when you look at the MCU, everything has to have a certain connectivity to it. Sure. And I recently watched Thor Love and Thunder, and I did not care for it all that much. Yeah. Because it's a little out of left field. It's okay in terms of what it's going after. They still can't pin down what Thor is as a character. It's like the fourth wild. movie where he's trying to find himself. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but I feel like with DC is they keep getting these 
enormous hits, but they're so scattershot. Yes. Because yes. with something like the Suicide Squad, it was a huge hit. Absolutely. But then something like the Batman, it's another massive, enormous, huge hit. $770 million box office draw on a yeah. $200 million budget. It's, it's a insane. huge <laughs> hit. Yeah. However, I will say, Venom made more money. It did. <laughs> but also, we've said the Sony movies just clean up. They For some All reason. All they do is clean up. And we'll get there next week in our last episode. It's K Podcasters. We'll get there. All they do is clean up. They might yes. as well print money. Well, they have the one of the best-selling IPs of all time. Yes, they do. <laughs> I think with the Batman itself, 1-5. That's ambitious for a enormous. movie that's not even half a year old. I agree, but it shows what DC can do. And the fact that they got Robert Pattinson yeah. in this role, who's coming off the lighthouse at this point, which is a massive performance for him. He is unbelievable in that movie. So He's I a guess proper fucking actor, people. Matt Reeves always intended the role to be Robert Pattinson's and was okay. just so pleased when Robert Pattinson actually wanted it. And it was like, cool, that handles that situation. Uh, Robert Pattinson was actually getting ready to shoot Tenet when they were casting this movie, famously directed by Christopher Nolan. So he was sure. like sneaking around to go audition, but like Nolan knew the whole time. He was like, he's like, oh, I have a doctor's appointment. And Nolan was like, oh, so you're going to audition for the Batman? Cool. And uh, when he got the role, Nolan was like one of the first people to congratulate him, even though he never told him that he got it. So I thought that was Nolan's cool. a good dude. Nolan is Famously. a good dude. And so knows like, hey, Batman's going to continue on after I've done the thing that I did. And Pattinson's a great pick. There are different versions of every single character yes 191 episodes you should know this by now yeah no open up two comic books you have two different versions of the same character exactly a one five is still a lot yeah and i i don't think this this movie proved anything that the suicide squad and joker didn't okay i'll go one i think one is is fair i think uh dirty one dirty one okay a dirty one better for the impact on the genre of this movie that came out six months ago perfect nailed it That is going to give the Batman a perfect score, 10 out of 10. I love it. That is so appropriate. This is a hell of a movie if you have the time to watch it. Absolutely. Uh, if you if you have a day and a half to watch this movie, do it. You absolutely should. <laughs> Brian, for the last time, I'm going to ask you. Oh, man, this is, uh, again, bittersweet. What are we talking about next week? Next week, for the final episode of the Cape Podcasters. And we should note, we're not going away. We're not. We're, we have another show coming it'll out. It'll be a brand new you show. Know, a week later. <laughs> we're exactly. Gonna, we're going to intro it to you with our episode zero. But the last episode of the Cape Podcasters, for the sake of nostalgia and finishing off trilogies, and well, we started the show with a, an episode of Batman followed by Spider-Man, we kind of have to wrap it up with a Batman followed by Spider-Man. So we're going out with Spider-Man No Way Home. One of the biggest films of all time. And it happens to bring together pretty much the history of Spider-Man and superhero cinema and realistically the Cape Podcast as a whole. Realistically, yeah. And it will be an in-person episode, which we've done very rarely recently, but right, we're getting together for this one. And uh, it should be a good time. It is going to be a blast. I cannot wait. Next week, Spider-Man No Way Home.
until then, thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, join us on Patreon this month for The Thing. It's our final pre-episode of, of Beer Me a Movie and give you an idea of how things are going to work when we have a guest on because the Ginger Skull may or may not, he's there. The he's Ginger absolutely Skull is there. In the and we made him read the plot and it was real we awkward did. and we don't know if we're going to do that again. <laughs> yeah, we're still, the jury's still out on whether we have guests read the plot. But we did come up with a new fun game and <laughs> stay tuned. We did. Uh, go on to our Patreon to check that out this month if, if you're not a patron already. And you can email us your questions and comments, gmail.com. I do have one here from Derek Ives. He's also on Facebook. What is this guy doing? He is bombarding us. He's upset that the podcast is ending, and he's like, I got to get my questions in and my comments. Good for him, though, man. He, he realized how to corner the market in questions. <laughs> Derek Ives says, hey, guys, I'm a longtime listener of the pod, and I've been really happy to yeah, hear you, you guys are. on a weekly basis. <laughs> It's usually how I start my week during my drive to work on Mondays. So I'd like to say thanks for all the content over the years. Listen to quite a few movie podcasts myself, Blank Check and Unspooled Among the Few, which I believe may have been because you name dropped them. So thanks again. very good. A thought I had was as Kate Podcasters comes to a close, I'd love to hear maybe a mini episode where you guys reflect back and recap all the movies you've watched. Discuss your your 10 highest and lowest Superstuff scores. Scores you don't think quite look right, standout movies, utter disappointments, movies you were surprised by, and just reflect on what you've learned by watching, discussing so many comic book movies. Truly, you two have a great perspective on the genre after spending so much time on it. Kudos. And uh, thank you for that email, and I'm going to say stay tuned, because I feel like next week we're going to be doing a lot of what you just said. I agree. <laughs> Derek, um, yeah, might as well just produce the show at this point. At this point, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There is a second half to that email, and you can hear the response to that on our Patreon episode. There you go. Teaser. So. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you want to get to the Facebook questions? Let's do that. Yeah, Derek follow us on Ives? social media and <laughs> be like Derek. Send us emails and go on our Facebook because we always post on social media like, hey, we're talking about this movie. Ask us questions. So Derek says, this movie was a fantastic theater experience, truly gripping, and damn, that car chase just hits damn different in chase. the theater. I'm thrilled for future Batman stories where he is an actual detective. Riddle me this? Yeah. This movie invoked Nirvana to create an entire atmosphere. Even got Something's in the Way to chart again. What musical artist would you like to see inspire another Batman movie? Ooh. I am not a fan of Radiohead, but I feel like it's appropriate. It seems like the right mood for a Batman movie. Well, I can't go ahead and say, like, Cat Stevens. Because <laughs> that just wouldn't work. <laughs> Where do the children play? I don't fuck it. This is not Batman related. No, Batman, Nickelback. There it is. Oh, God, he's burning it all down. Derek, you've uh, gotten a good answer and a bad answer, and I hope you're happy with that. That's usually how it goes, right? Vincent Masafra, he's got a statement. He says, glad we got to see Colin Farrell go and Colin Farrell himself all over the screen again. Oh. Haven't seen him having this much fun since Daredevil, and you're fucking right, Vincent. Absolutely. He killed a lady with a peanut in that movie. Let's he never did. forget. And in this movie, he somehow was better. Somehow. <laughs> and the last one we have, Mike Lanham. He says, as Derek said above, or below. I don't know how the Facebook works. It's a theatrical experience. Second viewing at home, I didn't get the same feel. Any other movies you can think of that don't hit the mark when watching from your own couch? Which I responded with Avatar to Mike on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Avatar is... 
That's a good pick, actually. Um, I've never seen have... Avatar in theaters, though. I have. You have the chance now because it's actually making buku bucks in theaters right now. Oh, good. Uh, I'm going to pass. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I didn't have that issue with this movie at home. I actually enjoyed it more from home, I think. I got to pause it and go pee. And that right there is a winner. That makes... Well, here's the thing. We have unique setups in that we have these giant projectors that we can watch and it's almost like a movie theater experience sure it, to a point so maybe <laughs> maybe we haven't really done the the home viewing like oh i watched it on my 40 inch tiny no little... we got to do is we got to watch movies on like our laptops cell phone yeah going forward from here uh you haven't seen the batman until you've watched it on a flight. There you go. Just like the Black <laughs> Panther and I watched the first time and it did not work and then it worked very much the second time. Uh, Mike, Avatar. There's your Avatar is, is the right answer there, I think. That's all the questions we got. Brian, do you have anything else? No, that's it for me. Fantastic. Guys, we're going to see you next week for Spider-Man No Way Home. It is our last episode as the Cape Podcast before we start Beer Me a Movie. Does that mean this is the last time we get to say same pod time? I have no idea, but we're going to find out the hard way next week. Same pod time? Same pod cat dog. 